Hey. Ooh. How you doing, Joseph? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Jack? Doing well. Thank you. We'll wait it's... a couple minutes here and Zach will join us. Yeah, for sure. Hey. <laughs> How are we doing? Oh, I'm I'm good. So good nice. to see your face outside of just pictures <laughs> on, on Facebook. Yeah, likewise. Good to see you both. Yeah. It's like being back in Peter Heed. <laughs> Peter Heed. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I'll get us uh introduced here and kicked off. This is the SEM podcast. We're here with our second official guest. Uh after Zach and I interviewed ourselves. We've got Joseph Bautista with us, and we all served in the, the same zone at the same time. Joseph is our zone leader when Zach was a greenie. So uh, yes, it's been, indeed. been a few years since then, so we're going to enjoy catching up. But uh, this is, if you want to be on the show, you can email us. It's sempodcast at 51spylaw.com. Uh, and when we get this going, we'll have a website posted to YouTube and a podcast. Uh, just catching up with all of our missionary buddies, uh, anybody really who served during the time period, probably from 2002 to 2007, thereabouts. So yep. uh, we're glad to have you with us today, joining from far away. You're our farthest away guest so far. Zach and I are both in the Denver metro area. Yep. But, uh, Joseph, why don't you, you tell us where you're at, where you're from, and we'll start there. Yeah, so uh, thank you. So I live and uh, I was born and raised in Sweden uh, on, on the West Coast. And uh, so I was born in Gothenburg. And uh, nowadays I live in the Stockholm area. Uh, so on the East Coast, I like it's not Switzerland, it's Sweden. So it's like close to Norway and Denmark, just to be on the safe side. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I served in uh, from December 2003 to December 2005. All right. So let's go ahead and start there. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up in Scotland, how you got your call, what that was about. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm from a family with uh, we're in a total of nine kids, which is uh, slightly above the Swedish average. I think it was like 1.2 when I grew up. Uh, so uh, my my mom and dad they my my father is from the Canary Islands so hence not the like blonde hair and blue eyes even though my mom is blonde and blue eyed uh, and uh, and they met on the Canary Islands and then my my mother mother tricked my father back to Sweden and they got married and, <laughs> uh, and uh, they uh, my father was like. A, like a good Catholic, you met many of those in in, in Scotland, and uh, so he I think he came to church like twice a year, you know, Easter and, and Christmas. And uh, my mother mother was more like of a uh, a seeker. And uh, eventually, when they had two kids, uh, she she actually asked God sincerely in prayer if he had like uh, if he existed and if like uh, there was some kind of truth out there that she. Uh, was really keen to know and then a couple of days after the this a couple of sister missionaries knocked on her door and uh, and uh, they could uh, answer most of her questions so she was a golden and my father was stubborn uh, and then after some time he came around as well so we, like those two children became nine uh, after they joined joined the church wow. and uh, and so for me, I'm, I heard that story growing up, and, and for me, like I knew from when I was young that uh, God existed, that He knew me, and that He that, that He saw me, like in a good way, uh, and uh, so I never really felt alone. So I, I was, and the missionaries was always around, like they were in our house often. So I, when really from like a young age, I felt like I wanted to serve a mission as well, That's and. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting too long. No, nope. like, no, no, no. And uh, you just cut in whenever you feel like. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so like at my teen teenage years, uh, I uh, I still were like I was like always 
like active in the church and like uh, we belong to a small uh, branch uh, most of the time so uh, i was like the the only teacher and like the only priest and the only deacon like uh, uh, so and then when i grew up my younger siblings they come in the young men organization so i always felt that i needed to go to church because if i went there no one would receive the sacrament or no one would be able to open the doors or whatever yeah. every assignment i had uh so uh, so that was a really good feeling for me like it really needed i felt needed uh, so that was a, a good thing and i enjoyed uh, serving and uh, and then i uh, had a, a, a girl friend uh, when i like went to the last years like i i think the equivalent of high school for you and uh, and and she was uh, pentecostal and and we like had she was like really active and and she like questioned my faith a lot and uh, so that was like a really good preparation for me like that i really was keen on searching the scriptures to find like good answers for her like to to prove her that the church was true and that this was mm. the right way uh, and it didn't really turn out well but but uh, but it was a really good preparation for me to to actually get to know the bible uh, better and uh, also I, that, that was a really good preparation as soon as well, like when i left for my mission like she she sent me a lot of a lot of texts like a lot of what we call anti-literature you know against the church and all of that uh, so that was a good start as well to get a <laughs> to, to to get that but i had a fantastic experience with that uh, when that will happen but to to when um receiving the call i i was sure like i rarely dream uh, but i dreamt three times that i would serve my mission in sweden uh, and and that was like uh, the two first times were a nightmare. Like that was like the worst <laughs> possible case ever in in my head. Uh, and uh, and and then the third time I felt like, well, if that's meant to be, then that's meant to be. And I even felt okay to serve in Finland, which is also not like. Uh, so high on the wish list uh, when when you're a Swede, uh, but but then when when I opened uh, my call and I got that letter and it said like Scotland Edinburgh mission I like it never crossed my mind but it felt amazing, not that it was not Sweden it was just like it just felt so right so I was really really happy uh, about that and and I left for my mission on the twenty third of December so so uh, right before like christmas eve which is the big uh, holiday like the big day here uh, and also that was i know my family was really sad but i was really excited about leaving you know and uh, mm. so, so that was a good experience and the mtc was like a really tiny group like uh, elder buckner uh, elder webb uh, muirhead and uh, alan and uh, and then sister mcgowan and sister heap uh, were some like in the yeah we were like we were 12 uh, elders or i think a group of 12 elders in, in in that group so we're quite a quite a large group yeah that is and that's a man that's a stalwart group you came in with too yeah well, yeah it was was great uh, a great group so we had like over christmas it was just like a great bonding experience and the spirit was so strong uh so then like being out my first area was uh, Coatbridge and Airdrie like uh, south of Glasgow and uh, my, my my trainer was uh, elder Martinez uh, and uh, I I I would say I'm a quite happy person like in in general when I wake up life is pretty good and on my mission picture I had like uh, glasses and like a side part and I looked really really serious and I remember that's amazing <laughs> yeah, and I, I I remember President Breens when he met met me uh, on the train station and met his group, and he looked at me like, "You're happy." <laughs> he was like really shocked. So so he had I think he had put me together with uh, Elder Martinez because he was really happy as well, and he thought that I would be like grumpy and like grumpy and really like uh, yeah, I since like I'm not sure what the best word is. Uh, so so we 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 had a. We had a good time, and uh, and then my second companion was uh, Elder Bradlow from Germany. Elder Bradlow, yeah, 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 great. yeah, and we got to serve together twice. Uh, but but the but that was uh, like he was a convert, 
and and he was the one who was with me when uh, when I got all that literature from my old girlfriend, uh, and and I remember opening it some of it that it just like fill fill our flat you know with like such a like gloomy and, and like sad feeling and it like and when I took part of it like it was just like even yeah I, I read through it but it was just, just the feeling really struck me uh, so hard that it, even though I like didn't read it just like feeling it and touching it you know it was just like so yeah I, I was yeah. just really amazed really about like the feeling of it and uh, and I I, I remember like and, and and I told uh, my companion about Elder Bredlow, and and he you know he 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 was the only one in his family joined the church, and he said like oh, I took my time joining the church, and I have read through like all possible things like both for the church and against the church, so so we had a a good like talk about it, and and he really could answer like with words uh, like the the questions and the material, and he was like acquainted with everything. And but I remember then uh, going up to our bedroom and uh, like kneeling at my bed and, and praying about this. And just instantly, as I started that prayer, I just felt like how it was literally taking off my shoulders. Like it was just like this, like gloomy and like the heaviness that I felt. Uh, it was just like literally taking off, and I felt like normal and I felt happy uh, again. So, so that was like one of the first, like for me, like big miracles uh, in in uh, uh, on on the mission field. Wow! And, and uh, I know I remember my my friend who has sent that. Uh, she she uh, and I'm laughing because she came and visited me twice. Uh, but but that's a different story. Uh, and 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 she actually got like uh, like depressed. And like really like yeah like almost sick and uh, from my perspective then was that yeah if I would have read all that thing because she went through everything like against the church and like it really brought her down so she had like a really really tough time uh, so yeah that wow. was that that was it's still and I see you know you still see that all around and it's really it's really heavy and can be really heavy but I've really been blessed from that experience that. Even though, like friends and also parts of my family have have actually left the church, that and the discussions we have had, I I've, I feel that uh, it, that experience have really helped me and like put perspectives on on things. And yeah, it sounds like it gave you an anchor. Yeah, uh, that's a good good way to put it. Yeah. So that was probably one of the longest uh, like monologues you have had. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I've, Zach might have beat you. When he yeah. was gone, he was, and I, and I just, <laughs> and yes, I remember, yeah, I remember very well the first time we met, uh, like, or at least when we were up in, in the flat, like doing uh, exchanges in your flat in uh, in in Peterhead, and uh, I remember that you because you are from Sandy, right? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good memory. Uh, yeah, and you told me that because I we, we talked about the size of the the wards and the stakes, and I believe. And I've told so many people that, like about about you, that you had a chapel on your backside ish that belonged to the other stake. Yep, that's exactly right. I mean, yeah. it was pretty pretty wild to be in that area of Scotland and realizing the mass of area that was one congregation. Considering, like you said, I could throw a rock over my back my back uh, fence and hit a chapel that wasn't in my stake. So that is true. Yeah. Good memory. Yeah. And, and, and it's just really striking, you know, being in Sweden and now uh, like serving. So I get to travel a lot in the stake and it's uh, yeah. And I live like fairly center in the stake and it's like a two hour drive on like a highway, like to the one further South. And then it's like an hour, to or an hour and a half to most other words and then we have like uh, an island like so like close like could be compared to orkney so it's like a four, four hour uh, trip on the ferry to to get to that branch wow is that branch on the northern side of sweden then no so it, so it's like yeah, i would say looks more on the map it's south so it's called gotland which is on the oh. east east side uh, 
so we have uh, four, four stakes and one district in, in Sweden. That's amazing. Very cool. So, Joseph, did you come to the MTC speaking English already? Uh, yeah i yeah so like most things will list like television like and like tv we 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 don't dub so it's subtitled uh and then a lot of music is in in in, in uh, english as well uh so and i yeah. we, we like start now they start in english like my kids they learn english from like the second grade we start at the fourth grade and we have it like all up until we're 18. so Yes, I, I thought I knew English, and I and I, I, I when I you know come up to Scotland and and people understood me fine, but <laughs> I think yeah. that's that's a little bit true for all of us uh, yeah. in Scotland anyway. Yeah, yeah. I thought I knew English too. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't understand a thing for the first yeah. few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, like uh, one of the first, I think, old ladies I stopped like the second day on like the small square in in Coatbridge. Uh, <laughs> she looked really sweet, and uh, I like explained who I was, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm just gonna walking about leaving these messages, you know." And then they had like something, and I'm like, "Messages, like uh, messages, uh, like for who?" And yeah, but I was like, you know, the groceries, and yeah, uh, yeah. And I think it really took two months, like until I could really like understand like a whole sentence of people speaking. Uh, to me yeah i know that's i know that's different for those who came from europe you didn't get like a 12 week of language training that that most people get when they're going to a foreign country you just got the standard three weeks in english at the mtc and then launched out so yeah it's a little bit yeah. different so elder martinez my trainer he, he he did not speak english and he went to the preston <laughs> mtc like for two weeks yeah. and he just said like MTC was a joke. <laughs> like I was just sitting there. That, that was his. Uh, and yeah. I'm, his his trainer was uh, Elder Watson, uh, and uh, yeah, he, he, and yeah, he tried and he didn't really like. He didn't speak <laughs> any English at all. And so he he tried, you know, like like okay, this door is yours. Let's just just say we're from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and then I take over. Okay, that's all you have to do. So. They practiced that and like after like i think a month or two like he did that uh so he prepared like so just say we're missionaries from the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and then i will <laughs> take over wow. and so he knocks on the door and uh and then uh, a woman opens and she says before he he actually need, can say anything like can i help you and and he feels like <laughs> what i'm about to say does not fit in <laughs> so, so he just stand there like silent and then she says again like can i help you and like ah can i help you <laughs> and then just, the door gets slammed in his <laughs> so that was his four, first door <laughs> oh, wow. where was elder martinez from barcelona in oh spain gosh wow okay that's an in intense transit did he have any english training at all then you said none like no no he did no. growing up no no so like spain you know they like they watch everything you know dubbed like and if he had english yeah. in school i don't think he was very attentive uh, that's my at least what he told me <laughs> but, but the mission became like a great blessing like of course like language wise and in so many other ways for, for him but uh, not when he came so i think yeah, uh, yeah he, he would have done good with some language training all right so so now we're gonna we'll come back to the mission but we want to kind of catch up with what what you've been up to since then since you got home you know marriage family work tell us tell us a little bit about what you've been up to yeah so uh, i uh, like i was home like i came home to my uh, like parents and lived there for half a year and then they my, my father actually got a job at the stockholm temple uh, during my mission uh, and working with maintenance and uh, yeah, I'm not like an engineer, like uh, at the time, like a temple engineer, I think that would be the adequate uh, uh, job yeah. description. So that was like five hours from where we, uh, when I was like raised and the, the, the ward that I like was sent from. So 
he uh, yeah so we the family moved up to to the stockholm area and and that's where where i left home because i have no really, really family left in that town so i moved to stockholm to to study because it's the, the capital and the biggest city and then i also moved in with uh, one of my friends from uh, who was studying law at that time so so i lived with him and uh, like how i met my wife is like uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great story from my perspective uh, I, i'm not sure how you how your exit interview was with president greens but he uh, I, I thought that it was uh, uh, I was a fantastic experience for me and he he said like you know if it takes one year it doesn't matter and if it takes five years ten years like 30 years it doesn't matter just make sure you marry the right one and and then he also said like marry above yourself uh, and uh, and what I understood that was that like in a, in a spiritual and a mature way but I took that very literal so she is both all older and taller than I am uh, <laughs> So uh, I just to be on the safe side. So so she is in so many ways like uh, above uh, myself. So her name is Ulrika, and uh, he she comes from uh, up north. And uh, yeah, her parents are also converts, and she's uh, the the oldest. And that that's a really cool story how how they uh, came into the church as well. And and we have uh, we got married first December two thousand and seven, uh, and we got our first child about nine months after that. So Astrid uh, will be turning fourteen in September, and then we have Holger. <laughs> good good English names. Mm -hmm. uh, so he is eleven, and then Greta uh, is six. So we have we have three children. Uh, and I, I work for a, for a potato chips company uh, with, with sales and marketing. So I've done that for like 11 years now. Uh, so, so that's really why we live uh, where we live like in this, this uh, area, uh, like a bit south of Stockholm. Okay. Is it a yeah. potato chip company that we would be familiar with or is it? A, a more Swedish brand. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a Swedish brand, uh, and they they uh, the family like I, I got this job because I served my mission. The the the, the CEO told me so. He is also a member of the church, and and the like they they owned uh, like they started the company. Those who started the company, they are members of the church, and uh, the parts of the owner family lives in Utah nowadays. So they have a, a like they have a factory in like north of uh, Salt Lake, uh, actually, yeah. but they don't have the same brand which we do here. But they yeah, so they are deep in the potato chip business. Uh, so, so what's I, the, what's the brand in? in utah it like would we be able to find it on our grocery stores if yeah, we were looking for that grant that brand yeah they're called pioneer chips pioneer <laughs> chips that sounds yeah. familiar i don't know that i I've probably it's, had them but i don't recall it, it's a really small small uh, like brand and I, they have a flavor called funeral potatoes oh really <laughs> so it's like oh, <laughs> that's awesome yeah. Tyrell that yeah so they, they have done like like playing a bit coming from Sweden you know like the pioneers moving to Utah and like so but but they are also like a like a producer of other brands like you know the private label brands which different uh, retail chains have uh, so I, I would say that that's really their core business uh, over there while that's we amazing. have like a fairly strong brand they, they do the chips for Ikea if you go like to oh like, there you go yeah and 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 that's we, we that's that. that's a household swedish name in the united states that, that is that is if you, want, if you want the swedish experience go get meatballs and chips at ikea yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, the that's shortest so bad i'm sorry that was horrible <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 good they're, they're good ambassadors for sweden in many ways there you go very good and so you said you're you're active in your stake. Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to with the with the church callings and things like that. Uh, yeah, uh, well, Sweden, you know, it's that we are about ten thousand members, uh, and uh, we uh, are currently I'm serving as a stake president for it's called the Stockholm South Stake, 
and they've done that for. I'd say that's pretty active in the stake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 would say, I, I would say I am. And uh, there's a low key way of saying that I run the show. <laughs> no, I, I, I have, uh, <laughs> I have amazing, amazing people around me. It, it's like a really, it's a solid stake. I would say it's uh, like since we have the temple in our stake, uh, we have a lot of like fantastic old faithful members, and I'm just. Uh, uh yeah I, 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 have you seen uh, the fellowship of the ring oh, uh, yes. yeah so you know uh, i like i when when they are in like the place where it, it, it's rivendale uh, i think yeah. it's called and, and, and they have had this meeting decided that frodo will take the ring to mordor and they like prior to that they they thought about who would actually take the ring and uh, he uh, he takes it the most unlikely person to to carry it and i compare that like to the key like the keys i am given uh, but then on the way from there like he, he whispers to uh, gandalf like uh, mordor is it left or right uh, because he has no idea where to go and uh, that's that's how i feel that i am like just given this responsibility but i'm like surrounded by like a fantastic like stake like counselors and like an organization who is doing like uh, like an, an amazing job so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm a frodo without hair <laughs> that's amazing yeah and that's i can give you the number to my counselors and they will just uh, they will just agree that that's just the case <laughs> and oh, uh, yeah. so, so it, it's been uh, yeah you like growing up like from young age uh, like you it's like been I, I think it's for me it's been really a blessing to to be able to to serve uh, and like to to not have that much like extra spare time and uh, that it's I, I know what to do with that time and uh, it's it's a way for me to be reminded of like how how good the lord is and i just see how he works in other people's lives as well and the importance of like me keeping up the good routines like uh, reading my scriptures and like making time like to to pray and things like that so it's been uh, uh for me it's been uh, like a blessing even though it takes uh, of course uh, some some extra time sure yeah well Absolutely. we definitely appreciate you taking the time to do this then uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, couldn't couldn't say no to this. How, how many meetings did you have before this tonight? Are we like the last on your docket? <laughs> no, no, no. Like the, the time is just eight thirty here. So, so, so today is. Uh, uh, I, I have no like scheduled meetings today. Uh, yesterday was a longer one. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. And, Thank yeah, you for so, giving us your free night. No, no, no. So it's it's good, and we we have like a lot of people are taking um, like finishing school this time of year, you know. Uh, so my my wife and the two oldest are like visiting a a member family and their son, and uh, and uh, I have Greta upstairs who just fell asleep like five to eight. So that was perfect. Oh, yeah, perfect. That is good. All right. So. Back to the mission now. Give us give us a rundown of you know what areas you served in, who your companions were. Yeah, so Elder Martinez and Elder Bredlow in uh, in Coatbridge, and then I moved to Inverness and served with Elder Anderson, Kevin Anderson from California, and then I moved to Kirkcaldy and served with Elder Fish, Brennan Fish. And then I was only there for six weeks, uh, six weeks, and then I moved to Aberdeen, and then first served with uh, Elder Peterson, and then served with uh, Elder Brownlow uh, from the UK, and then uh, it was uh, Irvin, uh, the Paisley Stake, uh, together with first uh, Elder Osmond, and and then elder bradlow for six weeks right before he went home and then elder pullen uh, and uh, so so what all of those were six weeks each and then i uh, my my last transfer let's see was it one i think it was two transfers uh oh, I, <laughs> um, but it was with elder depold in in falkirk okay i think That's that was 
Oh, sorry. Oh, I told no, no, that's not after after. Uh, sorry, uh, after Inverness, I trained in in Greenock. Uh, Elder Aurelio. Elder oh, Aurelio. Yeah. So, you, you have you have honestly like the most rock star list of companions <laughs> that I think uh, you know. Obviously, we all think highly of our companions, but man, I've I've had positive interactions with almost every person that you served with and wow amazing i just i you got me fired up just thinking about all the great memories with those amazing men and sisters too wow no i really i i, I agree i agree amen like it was uh, i'm so thankful for like you know, all of my companions have been uh, they've just been great influence in my life and i i was back in the u.s um like 2017 like visited the, the plant where they're having clearfield and, uh, and i flew into las vegas and then i drove up and then my uh, like I, I drove down and then elder fish oh, elder brennan and uh, chris brennan. peterson uh, they they met up met up with me in in las vegas they, they came up from arizona and arizona was, right yeah. yeah 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 exactly so, so that was uh, yeah that was fantastic to see them again uh really so that was uh, and then i also i got the opportunity to meet with the uh, president the sister greens as well in their home uh which was uh yeah fantastic for me as well that's great that was in 2017 you said yeah yeah how are they how are they doing at that point in time because i think i had the last time i saw them was in gosh probably 2014 or 15. yeah so like in many ways they look just exactly the same like uh, like like yeah I, I wouldn't like notice that they would like uh, grown a day i have actually i have called president greens like every time on his birthday like because he's on the leap year, year. yeah that's yeah. right yeah so, like on his 20th birthday and like 21st birthday and all that so but and i I know Sister Vinci told me like one of the times that he is uh, like his memory is not uh, it's not that good uh, anymore and and that was uh, noticeable like during 2017 so uh, it was still like he was like the same like the same loving you know experience and like his his warmth but uh, yeah he repeated himself uh, like uh, a couple of times but it was still uh, and she told me and just like using resources that he was like third assisting librarian i think in in their ward <laughs> uh, and you know having like four former mission presidents and just like yeah it's, oh yeah we, you would have been a great resource in, in sweden <laughs> yeah. yeah well the reason i asked that is i've been thinking a lot about them as we've been having these conversations and i think that's one of my next phone calls is to see if we can get them both on just to talk and share whatever memories that come about and i think that would be fun to hear from them again so i appreciate the report from 2017 and we got to catch up on those last five years yeah so you you both live in colorado right yes we no. do yeah cool yeah sister cahoon do you remember her uh the name rings a bell i, I can't remember her off the top of my oh. head no but we served in the same oh, she was in the district uh, in when i was in kirkadi so we had like six weeks in uh, like the same district but I, I think she came from colorado as well okay so I, I, we had a, I know we had a couple of sisters and elders from colorado but i don't know how many of them still live in the state at least mm -hmm. as far as my connections are concerned um but i'll have to do some digging figure it out yeah. yeah so actually i'll be going to utah for a couple of days in in the end of this month uh so nice. i i've tried I, I wrote sister reens uh, a couple of days ago i haven't heard back yet so we'll see if i get an opportunity to to meet up with them again that'd be great very cool yeah you told us you were coming out and i didn't want to take up any of that time if we could catch you before because i mean you had you were the first zone leader for Zach, but there's a couple things I remember about serving around you and with you. One is teenage dirtbag. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, uh, 
But the, the, the second would be your testimony um, in Zone Conference, I think one time you shared about basically a vision you'd had of seeing the people as you walked the high street in that everybody was wearing temple clothes, that they all looked the same and that they were our brothers and sisters. And that's really had an impact on me almost every time I go to the temple and in, in like the celestial room and see my brothers and sisters there, I think of that and the people that we serve there in Scotland and that that's had a, a lasting impact on me. Oh, wow. So my, my first memory of you, Joseph is um, I remember getting off the train in Aberdeen and obviously I had Jack with me and I, all I could see was this beaming face, smile from ear to ear, and your arms were wide open. And I got a big hug from you. And I was like, I don't know this guy at all. But the immediate show of love that came from you made me feel the love of our Savior. As if, you know, at any any moment in time where we have the opportunity to represent the Lord uh, is a special one. And that was who you were for me when I got off that train. And um, that uh, was an immediate impact on me that said, this is the type of person that I want to be as I serve the people in Scotland, because we can't go about um, thinking about the negatives. Like you, you talked about, you know, the, the down moments in our, missionary service can overwhelm us very quickly. Um, but I saw the way that you carried yourself. And obviously, as President Vrains identified when he first met you, you're happy. You always had a very glowing um, feeling about you. you. You resonated the spirit in the things you did. And it's, I'm not surprised at all that you're serving in the position that you are right now, because I'm sure that every single person from that moment on that train platform that you gave me a hug, that you've carried yourself the same ever since. Um, so that was honestly a huge thing for me because I felt quite small at that moment in uh, my mission, both spiritually as well as uh, physically being around Elder Peterson and Elder Bryce. Um, but it's, you know, that was just an amazing experience that I'll never forget. Like I can close my eyes and I can see you standing there with that greeting and it brings me to tears. So, um, thank you for being in a great, great zone leader and a, just a huge spirit that made an impact on me as I served. Oh, uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I, I really appreciate it. And I think my head it's growing big, bigger uh, <laughs> really i appreciate you, you sharing those experiences and i yeah it's uh, amazing how we get to like do things which makes impacts like on, on other people i uh, i i just i'm not sure if i can recall like that that testimony sharing that with uh, like the white clothing and it's just how something sticks and how some things don't Yep. Tina's dirt bag. I'm sorry about that. Like, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, it's a good memory. It's yeah, good, uh, memory. good, good, good. <laughs> um, but it's like uh, I, I, I actually had the opportunity to to set apart a sister missionary who got to serve in the Scotland Ireland mission, and uh, that was uh, she served like her first area was in urban which was one one of, was one of my areas and then she served the rest of the time uh, in, in ireland which was a bummer like to me <laughs> yeah. yeah but but that was uh, like a fantastic experience to set her apart and just all the the warm feelings i have about the mission field and like you know arthur's seat and like yeah yeah pratt's hill Yep. like everything when the, i i still I, I wear my tie you know as soon as i know there's like some like like we wore them like for sundays and like some conferences and then like and i still not on every sunday but if there's like a special occasion i i, I wear my mission tie because it's really was a, a life-changing experience to me and that's where, where i really came to know 
the savior and that he is really real and that he he really loves all of his children like uh, whether they're members of the church or not and like if they belong like to different denominations it was just so evident that that we sometimes got, got to be his hands and his his mouth and like uh, his his arms feet in, in in so many different ways and i think that was an amazing and i it was just such an amazing time you know i had no problems no troubles my only concerns with other people's was other people's concerns so i remember like i'm not sure if it was the same for you but when i put my head to the bed like my head to the pillow i like for the sleep like that and it just i woke up like that it just felt like the night was uh, it was just always so quick you know it's like, <laughs> like i can agree with that yeah well, i haven't about that yeah i haven't experienced the same way and i i i'm not i i was really struck by like in in the english language you use the word love and it's quite a liberal world word like you and we love pizza and we love the gospel yeah exactly exactly and and in in sweden we have like three different words so it's like like uh, is a word which we use and and then we have word which is like a little bit more than like and then you have love which is called elskar and and to use the word where i grew up uh, like the word elskar was rarely used like i knew my parents loved me but like like vocally they did not say that out loud like that many times and i think it's a bit of the culture and all of that and uh, i use it a lot more to my kids than my parents did to me but i knew that my parents loved me so that was not the case but i remember my first night uh in in Coatbridge with elder martinez and we were laying our heads you know uh, in the beds and like it was really a worn down flat you know with like the 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 carpet you know in the bathroom and also like the wooden panel around like the, the, like the sink and like the bathtub like and like i, I was just shocked you know and there you are lying in your bed your first night and you wonder like a bit like is this like like this is gonna be forever like it felt like <laughs> two years felt like mm -hmm. a long time and and then he says like in the dark like the bautista i love you and i was just you don't know me how can you love me and because that was just such a that was just such a big word uh for me and you only said that to like those who were really close but but i, I like he such set such a great example that let that love uh, is like it, it's not just like romantic and like loving feelings in that way but it's really that you want the best for the person you're with uh, in a sense that you want to see them succeed and you want like yeah like in in like in a christ-like way uh, that you want them to become like him and that i did not understand that the first night but with time i uh, i understood that that it's really possible to to love people instantly and and i think like i explained when i left for my mission i was i was really happy i was having the picture at like the airport and i'm standing there like you know and and everyone else is crying because it's also like four o'clock in the morning uh, <laughs> it's december in sweden uh, so it's really dark but and and then so but when i left at the airport and understanding like at, at like the 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 mission home oh oh man i i cried and then sobbed uh because like i knew that i would see my family again but some of these people i was not sure like if i would ever meet them in this this life again and and i have instantly like learned to love a lot of people just by meeting them just by interacting with them and uh, that was uh, like a life changing experience for me to be able to to experience that uh, in a sense yeah I want to ask a question. So, and I don't, I didn't talk about this when Jack and I were um, interviewing, but uh, what was your experience like <clears throat> in the mission um, when Preach My Gospel was introduced? Um, I, 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 I think I had six months with what someone called the Purple Dragon. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh yeah i uh, 
we did not work it with, we did not work it work with it that that much like i think i listened to the tapes like uh like three or four times and uh, so it was not really a, a big part of my studies i would say like it was like to study the lessons but we had those you know small pamphlets like where we learned the lessons from uh so i um it seemed like the mission in a way was prepared for something new mm -hmm. Uh, so when when preach my gospel came, I I when I look at it, I I I I, I hope I think that it was fantastic uh, because I I I came really to to love it and it really became like a, do you say like a canon of scriptures like to me like along with the, yeah yeah you know, our standard works and I, I still use it and I still like uh, like I, I have opportunities to go to song conferences like in our stake like and and it's just ah, it's great it's just like total flashbacks you know to, to being there like together with with missionaries mm -hmm. and just feeling the strength there together so so i was positive and and i loved working with the and learning from the preach my gospel i i thought like the teachings there were so clear and like the the new lessons even though it was like new words and new wordings like after like learning you know the first lessons i think was such a great improvement uh, yeah. i had the same similar experience um i didn't realize that our missions aligned so closely time-wise i came in february beginning of yeah. february just after you so but yeah i even vocalized to my companion at the time elder livingston that like man it feels like something's got to change with missionary work uh, for us to be effective out here in like the next zone conference, we got a paper photocopy of one of the chapters um, about the attributes of Christ, I think it was. And I was like, like, yeah, this is this is it. This is what the mission is about here. Like it was very exciting and, and energizing um, to be switching over to that. It was it was really exciting. Mm. And I like you, I have even like as I've served in young men, they're like, got them all copies of it. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta add this to your study, you know, cause, um, it, it just lays the gospel out in basic, you know, so anybody can understand it and, and is an excellent guide, uh, you know, even after being a missionary or before being a missionary. So. I think that was one of the first gifts I gave to my, my now wife <laughs> was a cockwork to preach my gospel not very romantic but i just this is just such a great help help and it's just such a good way to to studies like and like the gospel principles in a way yep uh, companion inventory yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. but, and, and like I have, I've done that with like the family. We we uh, well, we don't do it right now, but we done like uh, I think about a year ago. We did that like every Sunday for like a half a year, like to get like together, like where, yeah. where the children like get to live like positives and things to improve and all of that. And it's just been, yeah, we 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 need to do that again. But that really helped, you know, uh, in a sense uh i think it's just such a great principle it, uh, fantastic really so i think I've, I've spoken about that in at one of our state conferences as well that it's like a really good way uh, to do it i appreciate both of your perspective on that because when i came in i mean i i got to the mtc in january of 2005 and from what i was told i was the first part of the first group of missionaries that went straight to preach my gospel okay and so so i never had the experience of what you just referenced i mean the purple dragon i had never heard that term before so oh, um but nevertheless uh, i'm always curious to hear those that were in the mission prior to me just because i, I took preach my gospel and said thank you to the heavens that we did not have to do the memorizing and the because that's just kind of the way that I have always been as far as how I carry myself and how I share my testimony it is through my words and um, obviously it just suited me perfectly I, I'm sure if I would have been in your either of your situations having 
utilize those lessons for even a minimum amount of time, I probably would have been like, all right, I'm, I'm done, you know, throw it out the window. Let's, uh, let's try something else because this is not happening for me. And, uh, and I'm honestly grateful too, that I didn't have to truly learn a, a real language. I'm, I mean, obviously Scottish is a real language, but my goodness, um, being able to still have my baseline testimony as a as I grew up um, to be able to glean upon because I, it fascinates me to see people learn a new language in a short period of time and then be able to share their their thoughts and their feelings about God and our Savior just by you know in this new language. So I don't know. I I just oh, I was always curious to hear um, perspective because in the moment I couldn't say hey. How was it before? Because I didn't know any different, but that's something that I've reflected on and gleaned upon. And I'm glad that you were able to share your experience. So thank you. And so when uh, Zach and I left Peterhead, you took over that area, right? For, for a time, the zone leaders took it over, I think. Yeah, and, that's true. Um, we left after just having met Sheila in the area and you you continued to teach her right yeah yeah that's true uh, and uh, because that, that was for a transfer i think so i think we met with her twice if i remember correctly it was quite a drive up there yeah to and, fraserburgh yeah exactly <laughs> i i should have like i do have like my journal from that and then like my uh, my mem my memory was in my hair uh, you know, so <laughs> I'm glad I have these I have these eyebrows kind of memory bank. But um, oh, gosh. but I remember Sheila, and I remember that uh, I was really uh, amazed by her, and like that she was really humble. And Peter was a rough area, like uh, yeah, yeah. I, I must like must have been a contrast from Sandy to. to <laughs> <laughs> you have you have no idea. <laughs> Uh, I've reflected often on a few of my instances. I remember the first week there, we didn't talk to a lot of people because I was like so raw. I just didn't, I didn't want to open my mouth yet because I felt like I'd put my foot in my, in my mouth too quickly. But uh, I remember the first week at church, some of the members were like poking fun at the fact that I, I couldn't understand half the words that were coming out of their mouth and the speed at which the words came out of their mouth was the hardest thing for me. And, um, but yeah, I, it was a totally different experience and I'm grateful now having served there first because anywhere else I went in Scotland, I understood because people spoke slower than those in, in Peterhead and Fraserburgh and man, it was just, crazy the speed at which they spoke no and yeah and just like sheila and like also some people we were teaching in aberdeen i remember when uh elder just menino is that michele menino do you know yeah menino well, yeah I mean, there was also elder manino who, who was there before i left which president uh, Vreens often talked about uh, at least when i came out do you recognize that as well i remember that yeah. name yeah yeah so he, he's actually working for the church in frankfurt so we have like and he's responsible for sweden so we have we have met a couple of times which wow. it's, it's been good but uh, but i remember when he he came in uh, and he said that because they we, I, there were no baptisms in, in Aberdeen during my time there, but right after, like they they baptized all all the people who, which we had been uh, teaching. And I remember meeting him like at a like Sunday the seminar, like yeah, thank you. I just baptized all the people you have been teaching. <laughs> <laughs> but there, it was, but I was just so happy that like they 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 all like they, they came to the the waters of baptisms because I uh, met so many fantastic people uh, around that area. Like in, oh, it's just it's a fantastic country, really. Uh, I must must say. I have but, to, I have to say real quick that uh, I so. I don't know if you knew this, Joseph, but I served as the Aberdeen zone leader for the last six months of my mission. Okay. And the it was like a full circle moment for me because I lived in the flat that 
I, you guys first took me back to and and I was like, man, this is just kind of strange now that this is where I live. Um, but we we were interestingly enough, we we devised a way to we actually moved out of that flat as the zone leaders into a new flat closer to the church mm -hmm. because we had a car. It was a little bit easier. And the true reason why we did that was, if you remember, there was the other set of missionaries in the high rise that was in yeah. Aberdeen yeah. that um, our our apartment was in their area. And so they didn't, you know, technically live in their area. We did. And so mm -hmm. we we volunteered. I was I served with uh, with the younger Elder Pattenden and then with Elder Peacock. And when I was with Elder Peacock, we decided Hey, let's look for a better um, apartment for us, and when we'll help them move into uh, the other flat. But it was just amazing to for me because I was in both those flats on exchanges when I was in Peterhead, and it was just really a unique experience. Because I think um, was Elder Dracocardos the district leader for one of those transfers, if I remember right. Um, I remember going on exchange with him. Yeah. My, my McClure, I think. Yeah, yes, you're sir. right. I think you're right with Elder McClure. My here's a funny, funny story. I remember um, we had a busy day on my exchange. I was um, in Aberdeen with Elder Dracocardos, and that night um, was the first night that I ate what uh, what I thought was going to be an American experience. We went to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it was not an American experience. However, the funniest thing ever was. When he blessed the food, he closed the prayer and then he said, I always feel guilty blessing this food because it's such bad food. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of my prominent memories of Elder Dracocardos, such a great, great missionary. Yeah, he, he really, yeah. Oh, yeah, fantastic. But yeah, I, I loved Aberdeen. I love the ward. I was so very fortunate to serve with President Payne and uh, all of the amazing leaders that were there. and um our board mission leader was uh sean goldie oh yeah um, and sean, sean sean just absolutely made that experience all the more enjoyable i mean he was just a firecracker and always wanted to make sure that we were fed and that we were busy and so he did so much for us and uh i don't know there's just such amazing people there that uh like the lamoreau family is one of my favorite people um jeremy and his wife christy and their herd of children um man we just had so much fun so i reflect often on aberdeen obviously that first experience with you but then obviously my own my own experience but it was really cool to start my mission in that flat and then also finish my mission in that flat yeah oh cool that was uh yeah and i, I aberdeen like hands down like that that was my favorite area as well i thought it was an amazing amazing place and did, did you ever meet blair anderson he's from oh, dundee yeah. yeah i met blair mm -hmm. yeah so he married joanne sim jo joanne sim mm -hmm. that's right yeah. the sims so, were my favorite too my gosh we spent way too much time hanging out at their house <laughs> well, yeah I, yeah I, they were nine kids as well their oldest son was called jonathan my oldest brother his name is jonathan as well so we had a lot of, a lot of similarities and and awesome. yeah I, they, they were a fantastic family and uh, he's his cousin uh blair anderson and uh, blair's brother mark mm -hmm. uh, he he lives in uh, my ward and he's married to a swedish uh, girl so really? i, I Blair and Joanne, like they, they would, they came and visited them like a couple of years ago. So that was really good. And I sang at their wedding without knowing Mark. And oh my uh, gosh. And uh, and then like a lot of the, the goldies were there at the wedding. And uh, and uh, like the final song was the Flower Scotland. And they, uh, it was just, uh, it was a great memory. It was just so good to, to meet so many of the Scottish people. Uh, like uh, brothers, it's like Bishop Goldie. He was bishop when I served there, and uh, yeah, his wife. he was still the bishop when I was there too. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's great. You, oh. You've got me yearning now to be in Aberdeen <laughs> right now. So yeah. many good memories. Such a great, great place. 
So well, tell us a little bit more about what your passions are now, as far as like, what do you do for fun? What are your activities of choice that keep you busy and out of trouble when it's not work with potato chips and um, leading your steak? Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of family time. I, I must say, I like I, when I first got the job at like the potato chip factory, I, I gained the let's see like kilos you know is uh -huh. like yeah so about like 10 10 and a half pounds like the first three months uh, so I, I cracked a couple of trousers at work after some time you know uh, and you then try my, every flavor though yeah yeah well I, and by then like at that time i i commuted so i was like driving like an hour and a half mm -hmm. like back back and forth so i like was in the car with the chips like in the <laughs> traffic you know so i i went through it all uh, oh, so, so, but, but then my wife told me like this is not a good way to <laughs> to continue so i uh, yeah we, we worked that out but so i i do like like to to keep myself active like my my like my daughter she plays basketball uh and cool. my, my son he plays football like soccer and then also some other sports and they also my, my wife uh, she has played golf since she was young and and like they are like a golf family uh, really so when we got married i got a set of golf clubs as a wedding gift nice. so i have come to to enjoy and in a way like appreciate that that activity as well mm. it's, yes. uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if any of you play golf I have uh, played I, golf. I, yeah. I have I have attempted many times. I've yeah. never never figured it out. Honestly, the hardest thing for me with golf is I've never had a set of clubs that actually fit my height. Okay. So that's that's one of my like it's, it's on my my uh, dream board in front of me is to actually get a set of clubs that fits my my height so that I can. I, I swear, I went golfing actually just last week. Um, it was the first time I'd gone golfing this year and I kid you not, I think I topped the ball every time I swung and it was so frustrating. We only played nine holes, but I was like, I wish I could get the ball in the air beyond like three inches that I hit the top and then it would spin over and it was really frustrating. So that's on my, that's on my goals. I, I do enjoy golf, but obviously having the right equipment is a key part of being good at it. Yeah, that's what I tell myself as well. I blame the equipment a lot, <laughs> but, but 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 I really uh, there's a lot of similarities, you know, with the, the, like Christ's atonement, like with, with the system it works, like giving like extra strokes when needed, so you always yeah. compete on your own level, and I, that's what I really like uh, appreciate. So I do see a lot of like woven like the gospel in, in in the in the game which which is great and i had uh, a, a few years back because my wife is she, she's really good uh and then she she would have been like had a little bit better like uh, like you know mental like decision when it comes like to to sports because she gets really nervous and all of that mm -hmm. uh, and uh, she could have gone really far if that would have worked out uh, better but so we play and like I, I have this day like when things are really going terrible terrible and i get like like upset and angry you know and like you know throwing my clubs back in the bag you know like not not behaving in a in a very nice way and then considering that you're actually spending time with your wife like it's like a date night you know mm -hmm. and i'm just going out like being uh, grumpy and like not a pleasant companion at, at one hole i uh, like i think it was hole number 10 the ball just like a slice out mm -hmm. like in high grass and i go out there and i walk down like in the grass and like looking for the ball and i'm just like almost crying because things are going so bad and then it dawns on me that like joseph you cannot continue like this so there on on the, like in that high grass i i i stopped to say a prayer and like i like for me i covenanted that I, if i ever play like this and if my like temper ever is like this again playing then i will not play because it's not going to be worth it i have to like go in with a better attitude to this like look like for the like to the things that i have and that i enjoy 
So uh, that was, uh, I call that hold because I still play that uh, course. Like I call that my repentance hold. Uh, You're a much better person than me. I would not be praying on the golf course, uh, <laughs> doing other things. Goodness. That's funny. Yeah. So, so I, it's, um, yeah. So I would say I, I, I like, like, so, so football, I think that's great fun still. And uh, so I like to play that with my, with my son. And uh, we have, yeah. So some kind of sports, I still like music is uh, uh, like a good hobby. And like two of my sisters, they work with music like professionally. So one is like, uh, like, like every week she's like on Swedish national television, like in a, in a band who plays like in, in different, like during the summer. So, wow. so we, we, we like to, to sing, uh, like when, when we are together and, uh, all of that. So that's, that's a great way to, I think, to, to relax and enjoy. And, uh, yeah. Very good. Bag, of course, like, uh, coming on every so often. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we're trying to, to keep our episodes to about an hour thereabouts. Yeah. So we're about at the end of that time. But uh, it's been wonderful seeing you again. Um, it's like Bye. it's like stepping back 15 years and feeling that nice hug from Elder Bautista again. So mm -hmm. really is there, real quick, Jack, to cut you off, is there any of your former companions or your favorite missionaries that you'd like to hear from that when you send this episode to them, you can call them out to join us for future episodes. Oh, awesome. I, I would really love to hear from them all. Like uh, some I've been in like more contact with than others. Uh, like uh, I've spoken to Elder uh, uh, Brownlow in, in the UK. That would be great to hear his uh, lovely accent. And, uh, and then, Eldorilio, Anderson, like fish. Yeah, I it's just uh, so many like uh, Elder Pullen and uh, yeah, I've been like uh, as you said, like I've been like uh, been blessed with fantastic companions, really. Uh, so agreed. All great, great men. Indeed, indeed. Well, good. We'll we'll get after them and make sure that uh, we'll, we'll use you as our referral point. Yeah. Father Bautista said that if you don't come on, he's going to find you yeah. and hunt you down. <laughs> yep. Well, thanks. Thanks for your patience and listening to me. I appreciate it. And it's just been a blast really talking about missionary time. I'd like to see you both as well. It's uh, It's been fantastic reminiscing about that time. Good. And we'll, we'll definitely let you know once we get these published probably uh next month we'll start rolling them out at a regular cadence um yep. but it's, it's been a great experience so far and i'm sure you'll enjoy uh the others that we talked to as well so thank Absolutely. you yeah thanks joseph we really appreciate you thanks uh, likewise uh, uh thank you for this opportunity and great i'm looking looking really looking forward to to listen what you what you do and what you come up with in the future right. yeah thanks, we joseph. love you yeah we uh, love you like likewise i love you too elders and uh, keep up the good work and stay stay strong and stay true to the gospel thank you thank you cheerio cheerio bye bye see ya <laughs>